This episode of The Productivity Show is brought to you by The Dojo, the Asian efficiency community that comes with coaching and accountability. Try The Dojo for just $1 at theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. Welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get the important things done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. A year ago, we unveiled the T framework here on the podcast, which is our simple framework that'll help you get laser focused on the root cause of your productivity dips. We've learned that there are three currencies that you must master in order to be productive as you can be. And one year on, we're going to revisit the T framework, share some feedback and successes we've received, and share our lessons learned one year on. We'll also cover where you should start if you're feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, or distracted. You can find the links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com forward slash 275. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome to The Productivity Show, everybody. Thanks again for joining, Tan. How's everything going? Oh, it's winter. Winter is coming. So I'm all cozy. I have like my hoodie on. I actually bought this hoodie during the summer because I was on sale. And I thought, oh, this is such a good deal. I have to buy this right now. So I was, I was just waiting forever so I can wear this today. So I'm excited to actually wear this hoodie while we're recording live as well. Did you have like a target temperature that you were waiting for before you could bust it out or you just went for it today? Now, once it got below 65, I said, okay, this is the time I'm going to wear it. So I proudly wore it today. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we are going to be revisiting the T framework today. The T framework is our very popular productivity framework that we unveiled on the podcast a year ago. It's been a year now since we first talked about this on the podcast. So we thought we'd revisit it again, as I mentioned. But before we do that, we always like to start with our top three resources. So these are three productivity tools or just things that are making us more productive that we're loving right now. So I'm going to kick it off with my top three today. So the first one is the ScanSnap iX100 scanner. Now, a lot of members of the AE community like going paperless, like scanning things, and maybe they have their big desktop scanners. And those are great. I I like them too, and I use them too. But sometimes having a small portable scanner can be really handy. And it just so happens lately on my desk, just the way my office is currently, I have a ScanSnap iX100 that I've been using. And it reminded me how handy these little scanners are that you can take everywhere with you. Uh, and it's wireless as well, so you don't have to hook it, have it hooked up to your computer. That's number one. Number two is the Anchor USB-C to Lightning Cable. So I tend to be in situations a lot where I'm bouncing around and I tether my phone quite a bit to use my phone's data if I want to do some work or something like that. And since moving to my newer MacBook Pro that has USB-C, I found this USB-C to lightning cable really handy for hooking up to my phone and charging my phone from my computer. That's number two. So I don't have to have dongles and all that stuff. And number three is Weave custom orthotics and that's spelled w-i-i-v a friend turned me on to these so if you're somebody who maybe your walk is uh not super optimal i'm that way and maybe you don't want to spend a bunch of money on custom orthotics or you don't have the or, or i should say go to an orthopedist 
because maybe it's not like a medical issue, but just a comfort issue. A friend turned me on to this and basically what you do is you use your phone's camera and it scans your feet. It has a bunch of, uh, it takes about five minutes, but you have your feet in certain ways against the wall and against a piece of paper and it scans your feet and uploads it. And then they custom 3D print orthotics for you. You choose the design, it has your name on them and you receive them in the mail a while later. So I've just started using mine and I love them. It's really great. So they should be sponsoring the podcast. So Weave, W-I-I-V, if you want your own 3D printed orthotics in your shoes. So there you go. There's our three, our top three resources. I love that section of the podcast just because I always learn new things from you yeah. too that way. <laughs> Me too. Whenever uh, Tan does his, almost always there's one of the three that I'm, okay, that's going in my cart. I'm picking that up. <laughs> yeah. So it, it helps, it helps the audience, but it helps us as well. So as I mentioned, one year ago, just over a year ago, I think it was October 2018, we unveiled on the podcast for the first time the T-Framework. And this is something we had been bouncing around internally at AE for a while. The way that I remember it coming together for us is we were sitting in a boardroom in Appleton, Wisconsin, and we were we were talking about this. And what we were trying to do is we want we were trying to like really crystallize and think what are the biggest productivity challenges that our customers have and our audience has, and what are some ways we could really get targeted on helping them? Because the way it is, is we all have unique challenges. Like we're all, we all have unique challenges. We all have unique situations. But what we found is that most issues boil down to one of three areas. And maybe Tan, you could just do like a super high level overview of what those three areas and what the T framework actually stands for. Yes. So it stands for time, energy, and attention. So it's really easy to remember. And when we we were thinking about, okay, what are the challenges that most of our clients have? It really boiled down to either a time issue, an energy issue, or an attention issue. So to give you an example, let's say you have no time whatsoever, but you have the energy and attention. You're somebody who then doesn't really have the time to do the things that they want to do, right? You're overcommitted. You have a lot of stuff going on. You have maybe tons of energy and you know what to do, but you don't have the time to do it. And this is where a lot of people, when they first discover us, when they first discover time management and Asian efficiency, this is usually where they fall into. And this is somebody who, you know, they, they know they want to write a book. They want to publish a book. You know, they have their nine to five job, but there's just no time in the day to actually execute on this little project, right? Because they have no time in their life. And so I see a lot of people falling into this bucket and we said, okay, this is a major area when it comes to productivity that people need to address, right? But as soon as somebody kind of has their time figured out, they usually run into another roadblock and that is usually an energy challenge where they have the time to do it. They know what they need to do but they don't have the energy to do it, right? So it's somebody who once was a high performer, they, they were getting a lot of stuff done, and then all of a sudden, they're just not performing anymore. And it's maybe because they're not motivated anymore, and maybe they're getting, they're getting like no energy from like their body to really perform, maybe they're not getting enough sleep, maybe it's a nutritional issue, maybe they're not exercising on a regular basis. Energy can come from a lot of different places. And when people lack energy, it doesn't matter if you're a GTD master or you have the perfect OmniFocus setup. It doesn't really matter if you have all those tools in place. If you can't execute, 
if you can't perform, it doesn't really matter, right? So you can't be productive if you don't have the energy to do so. So a lot of people who, once they kind of get over their time challenges, usually run into this roadblock. And so that's how we came up with that sort of currency that people need to address. And then the third one is attention. And we came about this because we see a lot of people have the time to do the stuff that they want to do. They have the energy to do it, but then their focus goes in the wrong direction, right? And there's nothing of a cardinal sin more than doing all this stuff only to find out that you're doing the wrong thing, right? So let's say you're trying to build a business and the number one activity in your life is uh, not building your business. You're just doing all these other different things. It doesn't make any sense, right? If you're trying to publish a book, your number one activity should be anything related to writing or publishing your book. But for most people, we find that you are most likely out of alignment, meaning whatever you value the most or whatever your goals are, your number one or top three activities don't necessarily align with that. So you might have the energy and the time to write a book, but maybe you end up doing all these different things, right? You get distracted, you lose focus easily, you chase shiny objects. And that's how we kind of came up with the T framework because we see most people have very similar challenges, but encompassing in the time, energy, and attention bucket. Yeah, and the nice thing about bucketing things that way in just time, energy, and attention is it's just simple, right? People, when we hear it, we under we we understand, we instinctively gravitate to one or the other, or we at least recognize bits and pieces in each one. Um, this is a piece of feedback we received from one of the Productivity Show listeners and Dojo members, Andrew. He says, you know, it's such a simple and powerful framework for identifying blockers in productivity. And it's a, also a great reminder that the best systems and framework are simple, And so for him, once we kind of outlined it in that way, he realized right away his big thing was energy. And so then he was able to focus on working on his energy because he he could right away see what that blocker is. And I really love Andrew's feedback on that because it's a good reminder that this stuff does not have to be complicated. A lot of times we know what we need to do. We just need kind of like a lens to focus our activities so that we can focus on dealing with the blockades and not trying to fix everything at once. Since we did this last year, I've kind of realized that I refer back to this framework all the time. So as an example, Last week, I wasn't very, very productive. And I I would say the main reasons are I went out every single night. That's You and I were talking about this a little bit, but I went through a personal challenge where I said to myself, okay, I'm going to do anything that's unreasonable this week. So anything I would normally never do, I'm just going to do it this week. So I said no to certain meetings. I normally would never go out on the Monday evening, but I still ended up going out on the Monday evening. And I was doing all these different things, right? And so I noticed my productivity started to dip. I was not getting stuff done on time. I was still meeting deadlines, but it was you know, at a certain cost. I found myself working at midnight all of a sudden, which has not happened in <laughs> ooh, so long. <laughs> I don't even remember. But I started to notice my productivity dip. And I, and I asked myself, okay, why is this happening? What's, what's the main cause here? And when I thought about the T framework, I noticed, okay, is it a time issue? No. I had all the time in the world to do these things that I needed to do. Even though I was changing my routine and everything, I still had the time to do everything. So it wasn't a time issue. I had the time to do stuff. Was it an energy issue? Uh, 
at the beginning of the week, not so much, but as the week went on, it became more of an energy issue because I didn't sleep as much compared to uh, my normal routine, right? Because I was staying up later, I was working at midnight instead of doing all my stuff, you know, before lunchtime. So it kind of became an energy issue and it wasn't an attention issue. It did become an attention issue because the more energy I lacked, the easier I became distracted and started to focus more on different things. And now I started to focus on more of, you know, my personal challenge of doing things that I considered unreasonable instead of focusing on the bigger goal, which was more related to what we're trying to do here at Asian Efficiency. But the main culprit, I would say, was the energy thing. I was just not getting enough sleep. I was still exercising and I was still eating healthy and stuff, but I would just... I wasn't sleeping as much. And even though it was only like, you know, four or five days when this happens, one poor night of sleep can just throw everything off, right? I'm sure you've had that before, right? You sleep for like four hours and you go, what the hell happened? I yes. like everything just was going according to plan. I did my evening ritual, did everything else. And then sometimes we just still sleep poorly, right? And so you can still minimize all of that. But this particular week, last week, was just so challenging in that sense. And I just noticed my energy started to go down. And so I said, okay, this, this is the thing I need to address, right? And so I started going back through our other courses that we have inside the dojo, just learning about, okay, what was the thing again that I need to know about sleep? You know, what's the evening ritual again? How do I make sure I stick to that? Oh, yeah, like I need to wear my blue blocking glasses at night. Let's make sure I do that. And I noticed that I sleep best when it's like 10 o'clock right at the latest, not one o'clock in the morning because my body just naturally wakes up at 7.30 at the latest. So if I want to get enough sleep in, I just need to go to bed earlier, which is a really simple formula. But yeah, this this is just a really simple framework, but I always reference it anytime I try to diagnose what do I need to do to optimize. So it's kind of a lifelong thing because everything just changes all the time. So uh, don't feel like you have to statically just pick one area and focus on it and then move on to the next one. It's really a dynamic framework that you can reference all the time. Actually, that's a great point that when you have a framework like this, it does allow you to get back to basics because you have something to work off. If you recognize that you have your attention challenges and you're like, oh, okay, uh, you know, for my current productivity blockers are something in the attention attention area. And we're going to be going through the time, energy, and attention in a moment and talk about some of the things you can do for each bucket. But once you kind of know which bucket is is blocking you at the moment, then you have these things you can fall back on, even if it's stuff you know you should be doing. <laughs> and I'll be getting to that in the energy section. Even if it's stuff you know you should be doing or shouldn't be doing, by identifying it, then you can go, okay, let's uh, reset, let's clear to neutral, so to speak, and implement these things that I know is going to help. So that's why it's really helpful. All right, so what we're going to do is as we mentioned, we introduced the time, energy, and attention, and we did do a more deep dive into that in episode TPS 218, as I, as I mentioned before. But what we thought we'd do is we would just quickly hit each dimension, the time dimension, the energy dimension, and the attention dimension, and just quickly hit those so that you have some actionable things that you can do when you want to address these issues. And we also reference some resources if you want to really go in a deep dive. And like Tan said, if you want to find those things that you can go in and implement to help you, uh, we're going to give you some resources, point you to some resources for that as well. So we might as well start. And I think this is where 
we find most people start? Like if you were to say, what is the most common challenge, the most common place that that people start with when they have productivity blockages? I think time is probably the most common one. And it's the most obvious sign that something is wrong. If you if you find at the end of the day, you had a bunch of stuff that you wanted to do and you just felt like you didn't have time to do it, there could be other issues there for sure. But usually the starting place is time. And one thing we, we kind of say is that time is about creating a margin by changing the systems around in your life to make them as efficient as possible. This is something I personally have had to do because for one thing, I have a number of roles here at AE. So I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing operation stuff, I'm helping members of the team. And so there's all these demands on my time. So I have to implement a lot of the strategies, some of them we've talked about on the podcast, some of them we talk about in the dojo modules, to make sure that I'm able to give enough literal time to each section of my work, let alone the different child childcare related stuff like taking kids to soccer practice or tutoring or volleyball games or whatever. Uh, so because I have all these demands on my time and everybody does as well, I know that I have to implement those systems to make the most of it. Do you have any time-related challenges that you've found that thinking about time helpful for? I love what you said there because everybody's life situation is going to be different, right? So you have like 5 million kids, I have zero kids. So that's going to be different. <laughs> and, you know, you you live in Vancouver. I live in Austin. We have different times. I, I think you have five million kids, right? Am I right? Something between somewhere between one and five million. So let's just say two for now. But I know when you have no kids, two seems like five million. And once you have your second <laughs> kid, once you have your second kid, two seems like five million as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So I love that that example because our life situations are very different in that sense. Right. And this T framework is so flexible and dynamic enough so that you can just on a high level kind of zoom in, okay, this is the area I need to focus on and let's then zoom in on that particular area and then figure out, okay, what are some of the things that I can take action on to win back more time or create more time in my life? And even though we all have the same 24 hours in a day, we can all try to do more things of creating the time and space we need to have to do the things that we want to do, right? And if we're conscious about that, we can create space and time for ourselves to do that thing that you've always wanted to do, to start that side business, to get some writing done, to be creative, to create that project. And there's a lot of things that you can do there. And one of the things, for example, this year that we have really focused on on the podcast, but also when it comes to the blog and everything else is automation. Automation is one of the best way to create a lot of time in your life and to win back hours every single week, right? We've recently launched a course called Automation Academy and it allows you to win back roughly five to eight hours a week by just implementing a few automation workflows into your life. And, and the beauty of it, we already created these workflows. So we've kind of like tried it ourselves, implemented stuff. And we were recently talking about how we showed people on a live coaching call and we were talking about email rules, right? And I remember we were going over our personal email rules and I said, oh my gosh, like this is an email rule I implemented back in 2009. This is like 10 years ago and still paying dividends because it's saving me so much time. And then I started doing the math and I started realizing, man, this, this has been like hundreds of hours 
of time that I've saved myself from just implementing something so simple 10 years ago, right? So automation is one of the best ways to create a lot of time in your life. But another thing could be maybe for you, it's like using a calendar for the first time. So many people that first discover us have never used a calendar in their life or they don't know how to stick to your calendar or how to really follow one or really use one. And guess what? We have courses around that inside the dojo as well, where we show you how to set up a calendar and how to use it. And if you're not a dojo member yet and you're interested, you can just go to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo and just try it out for your first month. And you'll be off and running right away, right? So there's so many ways to win back time. And inside the dojo and some of our other materials, we'll just show you like all the different things that you can do. So if you find yourself overwhelmed, overcommitted, you don't have the time to do the things that you really want to do, then you know that this is the bucket that you want to focus on first, right? And I find that most people who come to Asian Efficiency fall into this bucket. Yep. So if you think if what we've been talking about is resonating with you, I'm sure it will be for a lot of people, because like I said, time is usually the first place we all start. We did a a much deeper dive into talking about time in relation to the T framework in TPS 219. So if you're a podcast listener, go to theproductivityshow.com forward slash 219. uh, And you can listen to that episode because we have a bunch of things you can do. One action step you you can try, like Tan said, implement some of the calendar strategies and the 12 week year strategies we talk about in the dojo. Also, another thing you can do is just keep a rough log of how you're spending your time. There's fancy and great apps out there like Timing, Rescue Time, Toggle. Those are all really great for tracking your time. But even if you don't want to go that far, just have a pen and paper and just jot down a rough log of how you're spending your time. That's a great starting point. And uh, sometimes you'll be surprised that the way you think you're spending your time and the way you're actually spending your time are not always the same. All right, so that is time. So let's move on to the second dimension of the T framework, which is energy. And this one is a big one because you, like you said, uh, you gave a great example uh, of the sorts of struggles uh, that we can have because a lot of times time is where we start. But my personal opinion is energy is one of the things that has the biggest impact on getting the things done that you plan to get done. Because when you have no energy, you just feel frustrated because you know what you what you want to do, you may have even implemented these solutions uh, or strategies. You might have your calendar totally nailed down. Like you said, you might have your your to-do list app totally awesome, but you just don't follow through or you just feel like you can't follow through. And the three main dimensions for energy, I think, are sleep, like you mentioned before, nutrition, and fitness. Those are three dimensions, three levers to, to energy that have a really a big impact. But for me, at least in my perspective, the more energy you have, the more effective you can be. And it can be a really a big force multiplier in a good way, but it can also be a productivity disaster in a negative way if your energy isn't dialed in. I had actually had a similar experience to you last week where I went to see a concert midweek. So it was Dinosaur Jr. And One of the things a lot of these times, these types of concerts is they're usually at a club, which means they usually start late, which means they usually end late. So I'm sitting there in the concert thinking at the same time, oh, this is great. I should go to more of these. This is so awesome. But at the same time, I'm thinking I'm just going to really pay for this tomorrow. And then, you know, it was past midnight. I'm on the SkyTrain, which is our kind of like our metro systems heading home. And I'm just thinking, oh, tomorrow is going to be a disaster. And sure enough, 
the day after was very difficult because my sleep was extremely impacted. So, you know, you're running at 50% the whole rest of the day. And that's what energy can do. I, I knew I had my day all set up and I did, you know, basically get what I had planned to do. But it was definitely a struggle and it definitely possibly took longer than it should have. And this is what energy energy can definitely do to you. This episode of The Productivity Show is brought to you by The Dojo, the Asian efficiency community that comes with coaching and accountability. A recurring theme on the podcast is the T framework. And in The Dojo, we have massive classes specifically tailored to help you master all three elements. For time, we have our incredibly popular Asian efficiency guide to implementing the 12-week year. For energy, there's how to set up your day for success with the right habits and rituals. And for attention, we have a masterclass called How to Prioritize Your To-Do List and Goals. These are just a few of our masterclasses inside the Dojo Training Vault, where you find a wide range of productivity topics and advanced strategies that we don't share on the podcast and on the blog. Information centered around apps, tools, and life hacks is great, but it isn't what makes the difference long-term. If you made a commitment to productivity, but you're still frustrated that you're not making as much progress as you think you should, you're not alone. You just need the right guidance and a community to support you. It's not the lack of information that's holding you back and preventing you from getting things done. You already know what you need to do and how to do it. What's missing is coaching and community. That's why we've created the Dojo. When you become a member, you get access to productivity coaches, live training, and accountability groups to help you accomplish your goals in record time. I spend a lot of time in the dojo helping members with their productivity, and I hope to see you in there too. There's a special offer just for the Productivity Show listeners. Just go to theproductivityshow.com dojo and try the dojo for just $1 for your first month. That's theproductivityshow.com dojo. Out of the three currencies, time, energy, and attention, I think this is the one that fluctuates the most. And that's just because we are inherently human and our energy levels just fluctuates so much. And related to that is your performance. And so when it comes to energy, I think it's just so important to regulate and moderate and focus on that as much as you can because it's the one that fluctuates the most right like with time it's almost like a static thing after a while because you just know how to plan your day and you have certain time available to you and that's kind of like easy and you can pre-plan it almost like a month in advance if you want to right whereas with energy you can't really plan like three days ahead of how much energy you have it's just impossible to do right so that's where i think most of us can see a really quick boost but also, this is also the hardest to really nail down, in my opinion, because, again, sleep, nutrition, fitness, habits, all these different things, motivation, they all fall into this little bucket here. And it fluctuates a lot. Like I mentioned, you know, I've been doing this for like, you know, over a decade now, and I'm still trying to learn how to manage my body, how to manage rest, recovery, how to sleep better, how to optimize my morning routine, and so on. And that is going to be a lifelong thing, right? And I might have tons of energy today and then tomorrow, all of a sudden, you know, after a poor night of sleep or I just had a really tough exercise, I might feel terrible the next day. And my plans of trying to do X, Y, and Z might just go down the drain, right? And the analogy I always like to give is that if you have a sports car 
in your garage and you know how to drive that sports car, right? You're like one of the best drivers in the world. You know how to use it. You know how to drive it. You know how to turn corners on a certain racetrack. You can be amazing at all of that. But if that car has no fuel, no gas in the tank, guess what? Nothing is going to happen, right? And it's the same thing for us. We can have all the best productivity tools. We can have all the best apps available to us. We can be GTD masters. We can be master of Asian efficiency. But if we don't have the energy to execute or to act upon that, it doesn't matter. Nothing is getting done, right? So I always like to think of energy as like one of the main currencies we always want to focus on as much as possible because it fluctuates the most. And so I am becoming more of a stickler of sticking to a bedtime routine, making sure that I go to bed in time, making sure I get in enough sleep every single week. And one night can sometimes throw you off, but I found that from tracking, especially with my aura ring, I can track and see one poor night of sleep. Like let's say I'm getting like four and a half hours of sleep. It will throw down my performance, but not as much compared to if I have slept really well past seven to 10 days. So there's a lot of research studies that show that, you know, your energy levels and such and recovery is really based on the last seven to 10 days or so. So if you do a really good job of just sleeping for seven, 10 days in a row, and then you have a poor night of sleep, it doesn't affect you as much, but you don't want to go down that, you know, downward trend as much. So that's something I always like to adjust every time I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit off or the aura ring stats even show down. So these are some things to consider. And again, we, we dive deeper into this in TPS 220. So if you want to listen to that, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash 220. Or if you're listening on the app, just scroll back a little bit, try to find episode 220. You'll be able to find some more information and actionable tips on getting more energy. That's a, I'm glad you brought up the aura ring because that's one thing you've mentioned before is sometimes they can give you, or a lot of times they can give you really useful insights. Like I remember you mentioned once that sometimes your aura ring on the flip side of negative energy on the flip side, sometimes your aura ring will tell you that you actually have a lot of energy for that day. Uh, it quantifies it. However, I, I can't remember how, and that's when you know that you can, you, you have the ability to, if you want to do a double workout, or maybe you just want to like go crazy on some project, you have that data in front of you that says, okay, you're going to be able to pull, pull off a lot of good things today that maybe you wouldn't be able to pull off other days as well. Yeah. So every time I have a readiness score of 90 or up, uh, for those who have the aura ring, they will know what that means. <laughs> but basically out of a zero to a hundred, you get a score every single day. And it's basically like how well you slept, how well you recover, heart rate variability. There's all these different factors. And basically I know that if I have a 90 or up, I have so much energy that I almost have to do two workouts just to make sure I like actually go throughout the rest of the day being and feeling productive. <laughs> so that's something I personally do. Right? It doesn't mean that everybody else has to do it. It's just something I personally do. But if you know that you're going to have so much energy and focus that day, might as well double down on it, you know, and just be super creative, work on that project, stay up a little bit later if you want to, because you have just so much energy. And that's, that's where I think the aura ring is just so useful. But yeah, I'm not saying that uh, you you have to get an aura ring to do that, but uh, I just, you know, love that piece of technology. I've talked about it so much. I hope they sponsor our podcast at some <laughs> point because I would love that. And if you are looking for more tips about getting more energy, and if you're a Doja member, you can just watch some of the videos that we have in there, right? 
So for those who are listening live right now, or if you're listening this a little bit later, there's a great course in there called Mastering Motivation that I think you will absolutely love when it comes to energy. Because when we think about motivation, we think about, oh, this is something that comes and goes, but there's ways to kind of like have motivation at all times. And that gives you oftentimes a lot of energy and focus to do stuff, right? And we have a whole course on this called Mastering Motivation inside the dojo. So definitely go check that out. But also if you want to structurally just have more routine in your life that allows you to save energy and just have more energy for the things that are real important to you, there's a great course in there called How to Set Up Your Day that allows you to do that as well. So be sure to check out those courses. Yeah. And actually, by the time this podcast goes live, a brand new course on sleep tracking will have gone live in the dojo. So if you're a dojo member or if you want to, again, sign up the productivityshow.com forward slash dojo for a dollar, we'll have just dropped a, a brand new course on sleep tracking where we talk about some of the strategies you can use and strategies you can use together, pairing together to really get a lot of insight in your sleep and your energy. A piece of feedback from the dojo, Akil said that uh, their energy levels were falling and then uh, the T framework gave an easy framework to reorganize the schedule and uh, take a holistic approach. And uh, they said they lost eight kilograms and kept more up to off to date and it's worked better than ever. So it just goes to show you that having that, like I said earlier, having that lens to focus things through really, really handy. And by the way, Ken in the dojo says he's super jealous of your 90 plus in the aura. He's never been able to hit higher than 85. So there you go. You got some, uh, you got some people jealous of your scores. All right. So that is energy. So we're going to move on to the final of the three parts of the T framework. So we've talked about time, we've talked about energy. So of course, now it's time to talk about attention. And this is usually the last area that people focus on. But longer term, it can be a really, really high value thing to nail down. Because even if you have your time structured, you, you know what you're going to be working on in the day, and you're actually feeling pretty good. If you're getting distracted, if you're not focusing on the right things, then you're just going to be going in the complete opposite direction or you're definitely not getting as much done as you possibly could. And this is a situation where you can get overwhelmed. So you you have the time, you you have the energy, but you don't have the attention and focus. You just feel overwhelmed because it just seems like there's just too much going on and, and you just feel like you don't know where to start. And the three components to attention that you can use to really focus on things is focus, so avoiding distractions and doing the right things, goals, knowing what you should be doing and getting that motivation like uh, we talked about earlier to actually do it, and then mindset. So this is like a higher level thing. So not just thinking about the work that you're doing, but thinking about how you work, how you think, and then leveraging that to take consistent action. Another way to think about this is think of attention as a currency that you have, right? So there's a limited amount of attention that we have every single day available to us, right? That's one of the models to kind of like think this through. So when you wake up and you go about the rest of your day, there's a limited amount of attention that you have that you can use to focus on doing particular work, right? Or as we like to call it, deep work, right? And if you want to be extremely productive, if you want to get a lot of stuff done, if you want to accomplish your goals, your attention has to be focused the right way and in the right direction. Whereas if you, as soon as you get distracted and you start focusing on the wrong things, you expend all this energy, all this currency of attention 
on something that doesn't make you any happier. It doesn't make you any more productive, right? So if your goal is to, for example, publish a book and all of a sudden you find yourself redoing your finances and decluttering your downloads folder, I mean, these things could be important, but if they're not in alignments, then you end your day with just doing things that didn't really align with what you're trying to accomplish. And that would be a waste of time, a waste of energy, and just a waste of your whole day, right? And so another way to think about this is the more you are aligned every single day about what you're trying to accomplish and what you're actually doing, the happier you will feel, but also the more productive you will become over time, right? So... As an example, if I spend most of my time working, but what's most important to me right now is spending more quality time with friends and family, then guess what? I'm living out of alignment, right? When work is my number one activity and my most important thing right now is spending quality time, they're actually conflicting each other, right? And so another way to think about it is, is just how do I live my life in more alignment? And... If you think about that really simple concept, you'll start to see where you should start focusing your time and energy and where you should stop doing things in your life as well. And that's just a really simple way to look at this. And yes, in episode 221, we dive deeper into how you can you know, maximize attention as a currency. But like you just mentioned earlier, Brooks, you know, we want to talk about focus, goals, and mindsets. If you can kind of like nail down those three parts of attention, you'll start to see that becoming more focused is actually not that hard. It's oftentimes just having lots of clarity about what you want to do and where you want to go, making sure that you focus your to-do list that aligns with that, and just making sure that you're aware of what you can do to get the most out of yourself, right? And if you start to think about that and how much leverage you have in your life to focus, to do the right thing, making sure you're going in the right direction, then life actually becomes really easy. Then you start to see that distraction becomes almost like non-existent because when you're so focused, it's easy to say no to certain things, right? So for example, if I'm so focused on losing weight and like becoming like a beast or you want to be in really good shape, then if somebody comes along and says, hey, do you want to have this slice of pizza, right? Which is a quote unquote distraction, it's really easy to say no because on, on top of mind is always your thought of, okay, I want to be in shape. I want to lose all this weight. And so anytime there's a distraction that kind of comes along your way, you just know to say no to that because you see that there's something else out there that's more important to you, right? So you'll start to sacrifice the short-term pleasure of quote-unquote eating ice cream or pizza or whatever for the long-term success of having a healthy weight or having the body that you want or the goal whatever that might be for you, right? And so a lot of times when you get easily distracted, it's because you just don't have any clarity about what your goals are and what you're trying to focus on, right? And so that's where this episode 221, if you go back to that particular episode, we talk a lot about that. And uh, inside the dojo, we have tons of courses about that too. I find that attention becomes more and more critical and also harder to implement the higher up you get in an organization if you work in a in a large organization or a medium to large organization or it's like it's everything when you're a entrepreneur or somebody who works on their own because if you're an individual contributor and you have a supervisor 
you know, you, you know what you need to do because you're given tasks and you've got generally somebody saying, Hey, where, what's the status of this report or something like that. So your attention is almost taken care of for you because you've got, you're handed what you need to do and somebody's following up. But as you move higher, there's less and less direction on the things you need to do and less and less pulling for somebody asking you for things. And especially if you're an entrepreneur or if you are a freelancer or if you work on your own, you set your own schedule for the day, then it becomes attention becomes almost, I would say, even more important than time in a way, because you don't have somebody following up with you all the time. You are the one who has to figure out what you need to do. And you are the one who needs to figure out and keep yourself on track and be aligned. So that's why having those alignment is really, really important. This is something that for me personally, people say a lot because I work from home and probably the number one comment that you get, anyone who works from home will know exactly what I'm talking about. Probably the number one comment you get from people who don't work from home is, oh, I could never do that. I would just, you know, watch TV all day or I would just do housework all day. And maybe that is true for a lot of people, but I think if you have your attention nailed down and you you have your your clarity and your priorities set, it's not really that difficult in the sense that you know exactly what you need to do. And the TV and the laundry can wait because you know you have to get this stuff done. So that's why attention becomes so important. What you said there is so true. The more you have to create your own future, the harder it is to kind of focus yourself in the right direction, right? So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner of Asian efficiency, I don't know what the future is going to hold, right? I have to kind of predict almost every quarter or every year, like this is the goal. This is what we're going to work on. And I'm just praying that it's going to work out and that we're you know hitting the right thing and that we're going in the right direction, right? And there's just so many variables and unknowns that come with that. So, for example, if we're trying to grow Asian efficiency to a certain size, I can tell everybody else in the company saying, hey, this is the goal, right? I need you to focus your attention on this and let's go, right? But for me, the biggest challenge is, okay, what's the clarity? What's the goal? Is this actually achievable? Is this actually realistic? Can we actually accomplish it? Yada, yada, yada. And attention and focusing my own resources, not just like, you know, the team, but my own resources of my own energy, my own time is super important. But now there's more consequences and leverage. But also I am now responsible for the focus and the attention for maybe like all these different people that work at the company. Right. And there's nothing more of a waste than if all of us row in the wrong direction and we end up finding out like a quarter later or a year later that, you know, we spend all this time, all this money, all this energy on something that didn't pay off. Right. And so if you're in that position too, where you're like, you're a business owner or you work for yourself, this area becomes even more important because one wrong decision here of where you're going to go can waste a lot of resources in that sense. And I think what you said there is so true because if you're an employee, somebody else will usually tell you, hey, this is where I need your attention to be. And I want to make sure that we have these deliverables. And then becoming more focused is usually relatively easy, right? But if you're creating your own project, let's say you're publishing your own book or you want to start a new business or you want to start this new thing on the side, there's a lot of unknowns. And from there, oftentimes the research process is kind of the most important thing for you to figure out because that allows you to find clarity and almost 
define yourself and making sure that you're going in the right direction, right? And going in the right direction is actually the most important part there. If you're not, then yeah, you end up wasting a lot of time. So this is where managing attention becomes so critical. But if we dial back to what you said earlier as well, Brooks, to just your personal life, just being able to focus and executing on the right things, you know, that's something on the day-to-day level all of us can get better at over time, right? So if, even if you can only focus for like five minutes right now, just implementing something like the Pomodoro technique where you can focus for 25 minutes at some point consistently, then maybe you work your way up to like 45 minutes. And then before you know it, you can focus for an hour straight. That's a huge accomplishment. That's an amazing feat in itself, right? And these are things that you can improve upon. And if you find yourself distracted easily, or you find yourself, oh man, I'm so tired. I can't really focus as much. You know, is it an attention issue or is it now an energy issue, right? So we start to sometimes cycle through the different currencies in the framework. And somebody mentioned earlier, somebody said, hey, you know, I actually feel like I'm struggling with all three. And that's totally fine too. You know, sometimes there's multiple variables that we have to work on. Just like I mentioned earlier in this episode, you know, energy was the most important thing that I need to focus on last week. But if I, you know, had to pick another thing, it would be the attention side of things as well, because that started to suffer as well. And so I started to address some of that too. And so sometimes you'll have weeks where you have all three playing, right? You don't have the time to do things you want to do. You don't have the energy to do it. And then maybe you end up doing the wrong things as well if you even had some time to execute on stuff. And so it's kind of a nice dynamic framework. Yeah. We don't want to give the impression that there's, like we say buckets, but we don't want to give the impression that, you know, there's time people and energy people and attention people. It's not, that's not really what we mean. It's more like in this situation, what is the bucket that will allow you to get past your roadblock? So it's it's not a definition thing, that's for sure. Okay, so we've gone through time, we've gone through energy, we've gone through attention. There's a lot of things here and there's a lot of things we can do. But one thing, especially people like Ken, who was you mentioned, who said that uh, he struggles with all three sometimes. Where should people start? If, uh, if somebody's wondering like, I'm just not sure. Like, where where should I start with this stuff? What's your advice for somebody wanting to know where to get started and implementing the T framework? For most people, I would say if if I don't know anything about you, I would just start with time and then move towards energy and then attention. This is the easiest roadmap. And if you are brand new to the Productivity Show, brand new to Asian Efficiency, the company behind this podcast, then I would say just go to the time currency and just focus on that first, right? So go to that particular episode number and you'll be able to find tons of actionable information that you can implement right away. Now, if you're already more familiar with the productivity show and what we do here at Asian Efficiency, then I would say pick the currency that you think right now resonates most with you. So if you have a time issue, that simply means that you're overcommitted, you have too much stuff going on and you don't have the time to do the things you want to do, right? If that resonates with you, go with time. If you're somebody who consistently finds themselves not have enough capacity or energy, or maybe you're just simply exhausted, right? Then you probably have an energy challenge. And so if that is you and this resonates with you, then go to the energy currency and focus on that first. Now, if you find yourself that you easily get distracted, you're not focused enough, you're always finding yourself doing other things, not actually doing things that you should be doing, 
then you might have an attention challenge. And if that is you, and this resonates with you, then focus on that, right? So everybody's unique, everybody's different, but the beautiful part of this framework is that you can pick the area that you wanna focus on based on whatever resonates with you the most right now, right? So if you're brand new to the productivity show and Asian efficiency, start with time. But if you just listen to what I described and there's one particular currency that really stood out to you, then go to that particular one. All right. So we've mentioned that uh, it's a year ago that we, since we first started talking about the team framework on the podcast, what I thought I'd do is we picked out a, a few comments or, or pieces of feedback that we've received over the year. Just thought I'd highlight it and just discuss some of the things that people brought up. I already mentioned ones from Andrew and Akil. So thank you for your feedback. A few more that I thought were interesting was Mike P says, this provides a structured way of sorting out what your specific needs are and what you can do with it. And I like that because Mike makes a good observation that the framework is good, but you should also make sure that you don't try to change too much too quickly. Motivation and anticipation is really high at first. You're you're really gung-ho because you have all these changes you want to make, but it always happens with everybody. The, uh, the excitement will, will fade and will start feeling a little overwhelmed. So when you use the T framework to identify what some of your changes should be, don't try to implement it all at once. Just focus on specific areas and make the changes from there. Katie says, T gets you thinking about the bigger picture and starting to see where the stops in your productivity are and gives you a place to start that'll bring about noticeable benefits quickly. She says, I really like this framework because it's simple and it makes sense. And yeah, that's exactly what we what we were thinking about is it gives you a place to start. Just knowing that you struggle with time, energy, and attention isn't going to all of a sudden solve all your problems. That would be super awesome if that was the case, but it gives you a place to start and then you can then take action to make those, those changes. And the final piece of feedback I wanted to share is from Josh. He says, I really like this concept. He's been tracking his time, energy, and attention daily for the past few weeks. Good to know you're taking that extra step and tracking it. I says, this is working well for me, but I'm wondering if motivation should be its own pillar. So he, he suggests team instead of T. It's interesting that he brings that up because we kind of, we def- definitely reference motivation. We even, as you said, we even have a course inside the dojo about it, but motivation is something that kind of straddles multiple pillars. It kind of straddles the energy pillar and the attention pillar. So what do you think about that? Do you think motivation should stand on its own or does it make more sense to kind of address it in the perspective of the individual pillars? I like the acronym team because I actually thought about another currency that you could focus on. And instead of being motivation, it would be money. Mm. And the reason I say that is the more you optimize your money situation or your money currency, the better everything else is. So to give you an example, if you have your money situation and it's a it's in good standing, let's just say that and you have some disposable income, you have some cash flow, then you can oftentimes buy back time, right? You can hire people, you can invest in like an executive assistant as an example, which has been one of the biggest game changers for me, right? I've mentioned that before in other podcast episodes that we'll link to in the show notes. But then the money kind of like allows you to override a lot of different steps that way. Same thing with energy, right? If you have your money figured out, you could have like a private chef helping you out. You can hire oldest labor to help you with that area, right? You can buy a nicer bed. You can buy some nicer pillows or something to sleep better at night. 
you could buy something like the aura ring to kind of help you track your sleep and, and so on, right? Same thing with attention. And so I think money is an interesting currency in that sense because we all benefit from having more money. And if we can redirect some of that into the other things like time, energy, and attention, then everything else in terms of our quality of life just goes up tremendously, right? So I've always thought about maybe adding an M down the line, but it wouldn't be motivation, but it would be money. So maybe we can put say T and then in brackets M and then people can choose what they want the, the M to stand for. Ken suggests instead of team, it should be meat. I don't think my wife would go for that, but <laughs> if you want to, that's that's totally cool. And then Phil suggests when we were talking about attention, he suggests focus, overview, and goals or FOG. So the FOG framework. So we just need the acronym for London and we've got the London FOG T framework that we can make. All right. So to wrap things up, you've touched on this a bit, but now that we've had the T framework out there in the wild for a year, we've got feedback from members of the dojo and members of the AE community, but is there anything that you've learned or anything that has really, you said you, you've you been kind of revisiting it whenever you have a productivity challenge. Is there anything else that sticks out for you as far as the last year of the T framework? Ever since we published it last year, I just keep finding myself going back to the framework all the time from just a high level overview and then diving deeper into specific challenges. So as an example, I use this framework almost, I wouldn't say like every single week, but anytime I'm feeling, okay, I'm not as productive as I could be. What is the thing I need to focus on? I find this framework so easy to reference that I will personally even go back to some of the courses that we've created ourselves to make sure that I'm sticking to the basics, right? And that I'm learning or relearning certain things. And I find that just so easy and helpful so that I can just quickly diagnose, okay, this is the thing I need to focus on. What do I need to do again or do? And let's make sure I do that. And if I'm feeling pretty good already, I still love to learn. I still love to be able to say, okay, what can I do to go to the next level, right? And I've been doing this for so long, over a decade now, but I'm still trying to optimize everything else going on in my life, right? I'm still optimizing my morning ritual, my evening ritual. And these things are always changing too. I'm redoing my schedule every few years or so, or how I theme my weeks or whatever, or whatever I'm trying to optimize for, right? And so I find this framework just to be super simple and dynamic enough. And like others have mentioned before, it's totally fine to be struggling with all three, right? And sometimes we go through periods where we do struggle with all three. And I wouldn't recommend that you focus on all three at the same time because that's where things become a little bit more challenging when you try to change like three major variables in your life, right? If you're, if you're trying to optimize your time, your energy and attention all at once, it can be quite overwhelming, to be honest. And there's a lot of materials that we have inside the dojo for stuff like this. But if you're trying to optimize your time, like learning how to use a calendar, then implement a morning ritual to optimize your energy. And then also you're trying to you know, redo your goals all at once. It's like, oof, that's a lot of work. I wouldn't recommend that necessarily, right? So pick one currency that you think you have the most profound impact on and that can impact you the most. That's where I would focus first. Just do one currency at a time, even if you're struggling with all three. 
Perfect. So if you want, again, to do a deeper dive into the T-Framework, check out TPS 218 for the overview. Or if you struggle with time, TPS 219. If you struggle with energy, TPS 220. And attention, TPS 221. Thank you so much. And we would love to hear what you think of the T-Framework, how it's helped you. And if you have suggestions for the mystery M, you can let us know that as well. Thanks so much. At Asian Efficiency, we believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your personal life to get things done. You should be able to get everything done in the time that you have. That's why we've built a productivity quiz to help you maximize the time you have, increase your energy, and get you more focused. We've helped tens of thousands of people increase their productivity, and within two minutes of taking the productivity quiz, we'll show you exactly what you need to do next to increase your productivity. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com forward slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com forward slash quiz. Don't let your never-ending to-do list drag you down and stop sacrificing your health and family to get things done. Take the quiz today and you'll be on your way to becoming superhuman productive. You can also find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com forward slash 275. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or a star in Overcast. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next Productive Monday.